Greetings and welcome to the one and only first episode of X Nintendo Station podcast. A little bit about me. My name is Josiah Norton. I'm in my 30s and I love video games. I've been playing video games ever since I could remember. I've had the NES, SNES, every Nintendo console and handheld, every PlayStation, every Xbox. Uh, didn't get into the Sega stuff. I had friends that had a Sega. That was never really for me. I never wanted one to never wanted to buy one. And quite honestly, I was young at the time and I didn't have a job, so I couldn't afford one even if I did want one. But before the NES era, I didn't I don't really have much experience. I mean, I played an Atari for a little bit, but my main focus is from NES on to where we are today, which is the Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. I don't have a bias per se. I, I do have favorites, and I'll be upfront and honest with you right now. Primarily, I'm a PC player, but as far as the, the big three, I am a Nintendo fan first, PlayStation fan, and then Xbox. I, I'll go into, I can go into a long discussion about where I think Xbox is and Microsoft in general and what they need to do going forward. But they just can't compete with Nintendo and PlayStation on exclusives. I'm sorry, you just can't. But that's another discussion for another time. The first topic I'd like to talk about today is Netflix really necessary for the Nintendo Switch. Now, I got my Switch on launch day and I'll admit I was bummed when there wasn't any type of streaming content on the console. I mean, come on, it was 2017 and it's like, dude, I should be able to stream, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, just whatever. I mean, it, you'd think that, okay, this should come standard. But the more time went on, I found myself asking, do I really need this for my Switch? And if so, would I ever use it? I mean, think about it. Most people always have their phone with them or near a computer or have their tablet. So, you already have access to whatever streaming service you want. Netflix, Twitch, Hulu, etc. The Switch doesn't have its own data plan. So, you'd have to have either a Wi-Fi network or a mobile hotspot to be able to watch. So, why wouldn't you just watch it on one of the other 50 devices we carry with us throughout the day? All of which would have a better resolution than the Switch. However, Rest assured, if and when Netflix is available for Nintendo Switch, you bet I'm going to download that immediately. And, of course, it'll end up just like the Hulu app. You know, once I downloaded it, you know, as soon as it was available, I've yet to watch anything on it. Like, I haven't touched it since. It's just sitting on my dashboard. At this point, I really don't think it's necessary to have Netflix on the Switch for the Switch to be successful. I mean... It's one of the fastest selling, it is the fastest selling console of all time. So it doesn't really need it. Now, yeah, it would be cool if it had it. But like I said, are you really going to watch Netflix on the Switch when you have hundreds of other options out there? On to topic two Final Fantasy XV Royal Edition announced. So, March 6th is the release date for PC as well as other consoles. This edition will include all previous character DLC episodes, the Comrades expansion, which is a multiplayer mode, and it will contain all of the updates to the game, including the update that allows players to switch between the characters and the party. It also is going to have a new first-person mode, more than a dozen items of DLC, stuff like weapons, item sets, car skins. 
There will be two new areas to explore, as well as an expansion to the Insomnia City Ruins. New side quests, new boss fights, Cerebrus, Omega, and Rulers of Yore. Players will now be able to control a boat named Royal Vessel, and it allows players to fish from the boat while out and about and to explore between Atelicea and Cape Cam. Now, I apologize if I didn't pronounce those locations correctly. Oh well, whatever. Noctis gets a new ability, the Armager Unleashed. Lastly, there's an archive option, and it allows the storage of stories gathered throughout the game. This version will cost $49.99, and it will, of course, also have special pre-order incentives. If you already purchased the game for console, you can get it for the either console's online store for $19.99. I wish there was a way I could get a discount for the PC, having purchased the game and the season pass for the PS4. Since there isn't, I don't mind paying the $50 price tag to experience this on PC. This game should have come out on PC to begin with, but it's my fault for not being patient enough to wait for the official announcement, and the inevitable announcement, quite honestly. At the time, there wasn't any word of it happening, but in the back of my mind, you know, I knew it probably would happen. And I'm pretty sure everybody did. But again, I'm impatient, and it was a Final Fantasy game. I had to play it at that time. I don't regret playing it at all. When I did play it at the time, I remember thinking to myself constantly, man, this would be so much better on the PC. The frame rate would be better. The resolution, just everything about it would be better. Except maybe the damn magic system. I hate the magic system in this game. I, I don't like it at all, but almost everything else in the game was fine. I loved the characters, um, the cast, the surroundings. I, I, I really liked this game. I just really hated the magic system. I really want RPGs to go back to the day where, like Chrono Trigger, your characters leveled up. When they leveled, they learned their own unique abilities. There's no... Like, oh, well, I'm going to have this guy, and he's going to do this, 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 this. I get it. It's fine. Like, I don't... Games need that. But it's been done so much for so long. I kind of want to go back to the old way. Because there just isn't games like that much anymore. Where, you know, Chrono had his own lightning abilities. Marl had her own stuff. And then they could combine it and do double techs. I miss that, that, that type of gameplay. But that being said, Final Fantasy XV is a great game, and I am definitely looking forward to playing it again, this time on my PC. Onward to Topic 3, which is Final Fantasy Dissidia NT Impressions. This game is coming out soon, uh, I believe this month, January 2018, to PlayStation 4. I can't tell you how happy this game makes me. Seeing all the characters and their beautiful HD glory, especially in the cutscenes and the amazing soundtrack of old songs mixed with remixes and what have you. But I also can express how angry this game makes me with the controls and camera. While I think the gameplay is fun and more in-depth than Dissidia can originally let on, it is hard to get past the frustrating targeting, movement, and camera angles. Half the time, my screen is centered somewhere and my character's off to the far side of the screen and I am unable to tell who is attacking me or who the hell I am targeting. I may just suck at the game and that's probably freaking true. 
because I do suck, but I can't be the only one having issues with this. Despite my frustrations, I will probably still end up buying the game because I have longed for a Dissidia game that wasn't on a handheld since the original Dissidia. And to mention and add a bonus to look forward to if I purchase this, apparently there are cards for the Final Fantasy trading card game that come with it. If you are into card games and haven't checked out that game, I highly recommend you do so. Topic 4, the Xbox Duke Controller. Why? This was the worst controller of all time. Who in their right mind would want to use this abomination again? For nostalgia purposes, screw that. This thing was too large and too hideous. Hell, I prefer the damn Wii Remote and Nunchuck over this piece of crap. Especially at the rumored retail price of $70. Hey, Microsoft, how about you guys focus on some damn exclusive games to play with that obese monstrosity? I mean, seriously, why are you even in the console market anymore? You, Microsoft, are the next Sega. I could count on one hand the number of good exclusives that you have. Everything else is just third party and can be played on PlayStation 4 or the PC. Hell. You even recognize this yourself because you're bringing all your exclusives, very few that you have, to Windows 10. Just embrace the PC once and for all and make that your main focus. Maybe, I don't know, release a mid-tier gaming desktop with the Xbox brand or something. I think you would be better off in the long run. You don't have the high-quality software exclusives that Sony and Nintendo has. You just don't. If it wasn't for Halo saving your ass back in the original Xbox days, and with that horrible controller you seem to be fond of, Xbox consoles would have faded away just like Sega did with their consoles. Now you may be one of those people out there that's like, I don't have a gaming PC, so I need my Xbox. I get it. Not everyone has a computer they can play games on. But wouldn't you rather purchase a console with higher quality and quantity exclusives than buy the console that has basically five or six exclusives and the rest is third-party games you can get elsewhere. I don't count Banjo since that was originally Nintendo at one point and that clearly had the personality of classic Nintendo characters and that, you know, that Nintendo charm. It's a shame that Rare is exclusive with Microsoft now. The world only needs Nintendo and Sony in the console market, but Microsoft is welcome to stay in the software market. I, frankly, I love Halo. I never want to see Halo go away, but that's all Microsoft has is Halo, Gears of War, and Forza. I mean, what, oh, and Sea of Thieves and Crackdown. But again, Crackdown and Sea of Thieves, I believe, are coming to Windows 10. So, why would you, why would anyone have an Xbox? I have an Xbox One. It's a 1S. And I have it. The last thing I played on it was Halo 5. And now, when it is used, which is rarely, I use it as a 4K Blu-ray player. That's it. That's the only thing that that console does for me right now and has for whatever, however long the Xbox One S has been out. Now for topic five, Battlefront 2 update. Despite the controversy surrounding this game, EA continues to support Battlefront 2. The first update of 2018 will contain 
an Iden Versio's custom TIE Fighter for Starfighter Assault, and a new multiplayer map, Crate. You know, that dumbass planet that pushed the dumbass story arc for the Resistance in The Last Jedi for blast mode. Among the new content, they have also implemented some bug fixes and improvements to the overall gameplay, such as hero improvements, scaling down the damage of hero weapons as well as tinkering weapon overheating and cooldowns. Adjustments have also been made to the heavy class, officer class, specialist class, and Wookiee Warrior. And some bugs have been fixed where abilities weren't affecting units properly. EA has issued this statement in our first patch of 2018, we're delighted to offer a new blast map on the planet Crate and to introduce Ida Versio's TIE Fighter to the roster of hero ships available in Starfighter Assault. Of course, we've also been digging into fan feedback and bug reports to make some fixes and balancing tweaks that we hope you'll enjoy. This is just the first of many exciting updates in store, so please keep your feedback coming. We're always listening for ways to grow, fix, and improve the game. Thank you for that statement, EA. And say what you will about the mess that has surrounded this game at launch, or <laughs> since launch, but you can't deny the length that EA and DICE has gone to to correct the ship. Yeah, there were some issues at launch, and there are still some issues, but I continue to receive enjoyment out of this game, and I can see myself enjoying it for the foreseeable future. Only two more topics to go for this episode and with that topic six nintendo reassures their lack of interest in vr and 4k content now this news may upset a lot of people but i for one see this as a good thing i mean for many years nintendo has been the company that focuses more on the games than a power machine we currently have two consoles that have 4k content and only one of those consoles in my opinion is worth a damn don't get me wrong I would love to see Nintendo games at a higher resolution, sure, but the Switch is still in its first year of life, and it can barely handle games at 1080p at a high frame rate. Now, maybe down the road they can offer a separate dock that will increase performance while docked, but then that will hurt one of the biggest attractions people have for the Switch, the portability. I could care less for VR, especially for the Switch. I don't want my favorite console slash company to revert back to its gimmicky ways. It took forever for us to finally, like, for Nintendo to wake up, it seems like. We saw that with the Wii U and the Wii. Granted, the Wii was a success, but the Wii U definitely wasn't. Especially since I'm pretty sure I've already seen articles stating that it has already outsold the Wii U in its lifetime. Sure, VR is cool at first, and it can be fun. I'm not denying that but I still enjoy plopping down on the couch and relaxing while I play. Again, don't get me wrong. I would absolutely love to explore Hyrule or the Mushroom Kingdom and even hurl red shells at people in VR, but I'm perfectly happy with what Nintendo has going on currently. I don't think they need to worry about this stuff at all right now. I mean, come on. Nintendo is doing quite well currently, especially with the news that Nintendo Switch is now the fastest selling console in history. That's awesome, because think about where Nintendo was last year, the year before that. They had nothing. Everyone was like, Nintendo is done for. I thought that myself, and I was really worried as a huge Nintendo fan. But out of every console that's ever been made, the Switch 
is the fastest selling console. That's remarkable. Why wouldn't it? You've got two Game of the Year contenders. One of them ended up being Game of the Year. And both of those games are critically acclaimed across the board. So, great job, Nintendo. I had faith in you, and thank you for finally pulling through for me. So, naturally, talking about Nintendo, I can't pass up the chance to talk about the Nintendo Direct, the mini Direct that we were just shown. So... That leads me to topic seven, my thoughts on the January 2018 Nintendo Direct. I know it has been several days since the January Nintendo Direct, but I thought I would like to talk about it anyways, because why the hell not? Leading up to the Direct, I had so much fun, actually more fun than the actual Direct, with all the trolling going around on Twitter. But there were some great announcements made. The first game that I want to talk about is the new platformer, Fae. I think that's how you say it. I don't know exactly what this is, but it looks absolutely gorgeous. You will have to use motion control to sing with creatures and whatnot to unlock abilities. I'm not sure how I feel about having motion controls, uh, but it will have HD rumble support. And the, with the HD rumble, the tunes will have a distinct feel. And I can't wait to play this. It looks like the publisher was EA, so that does give me pause. I mean, you may get like one or two tunes free, but then you'll have to pay to unlock the rest knowing EA. I mean, probably you'll get halfway through the game and it's like, hey, you know what? We decided to charge for the next half of this game. I don't know. I kid. But... It is EA, so I wouldn't put it past them. Faye is set to launch digitally February 16th. And I, for one, will be buying this day one. Uh, Celeste, I think that's how you say it, uh, was announced, and it's another platformer. It seems to be more action-based, while not as pretty as Faye. It does look fun to play. We also got more news on the Switch version of Payday 2, which introduces a new playable character named Joy, who likes to wear a custom LED face mask that changes her appearance as she chooses, or as she sees fit. Payday 2 will have both online and local multiplayer, full touchscreen support, and HD rumble compatibility. Payday 2 launches February 27th. And this is the beauty of the Switch, in my opinion, because there's so many games that... Well, okay, let's take Payday 2, for example. I didn't play it when it was on PC, because it's just something that, you know, like, uh, that's not a game that I want to sit down and play. At the time, I didn't really want to do that. But the Switch, I could take that with me. And, like, all these indie games that I normally wouldn't even give the time of day... I don't want, when I get home from work, I don't want to sit down and play, I don't know, an indie game on the computer. If I'm sitting down, I'm going to play like a AAA title. But with the Switch, I can play those games on the go. And that's just, that's so appealing to me. The Switch is just, there's, oh, it's the perfect console. I love my Switch. I never, ever leave home without it. But enough about that. Let's continue on to SNK Heroes Tag Team Frenzy. Honestly, I don't care about this at all. This is not the fighting game I want. And as you could probably guess which fighting game I wanted to be announced that wasn't, Smash Brothers! I mean, come on. I don't care 
if it's a rehash of the Wii U version. Give me that! Just give me a Smash Brothers game on my Switch. But, oh well. SNK Heroes Tag Team Frenzy is a heroine-based fighting game featuring iconic female characters from SNK history. This two-on-two tag fighting game launches sometime this summer on the Nintendo Switch. Fifthly, East 8, Lacrimosa of Donna. Again, if I'm pronouncing this crap wrong, I don't care. Uh, but that game's coming to the Switch. This game will have high-speed battles that will require players to switch between three types of characters at any given time. I don't know much about the East games, other than I've always wanted to play them, but I just never have. This definitely looks like something I will be picking up when it launches for Switch this summer. I mean, I'm just adding to my ever-growing list of Switch titles. People are like, oh, the Switch doesn't have much games. Screw it. That This system, I have so many games on this system that I can't finish because there's more games come out. I mean, oh, God. It's, just, it's a great problem to have. I'm not complaining. It's just, man, I wish I had more time in the day. The World Ends With You is a remake of a 2008 DS game. This version is called Final Remix. It will have HD visuals and a new epilogue. Apparently, when this was announced, folks on the interweb went crazy. I don't know why. I haven't heard of this game. But nevertheless, I'm excited the Switch is getting another game people are excited for. And this uh, is scheduled to, I believe, um, sometime in the summer. Uh, and one of the disappointing parts of the Direct, which, I mean, this game's cool, but this isn't, again, what I wanted. Another damn Hyrule Warriors. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just re-released. I get it. It's a fun game and all, but this came out for the Wii U. Then it later came out for the 3DS. Do we really need another Dynasty Warriors clone? Hell, we just had Fire Emblem Warriors for the Switch recently. I was really hoping for a Skyward Sword remake announcement. My fingers are still crossed, though, for that to be a reality. Now, onto the stuff that I really started to care about. Kirby Star Allies. Give me that Kirby, man. The last Kirby game I played was Epic Yarn. And while I love the art style of that game, holy crap, that game was annoyingly simple. You couldn't even die in it. I mean, it's a great seeing a Kirby game that isn't coming out at the end of a console's life. This game will be up to four players, and you'll be able to tackle Kirby's new adventure when it launches March 16th. Mario Tennis Aces was announced. Hell yes! I played Mario Tennis so much over the years. Great memories with friends and family. Except for whatever the hell that was for the Wii U. But shh, we won't talk about that. With this iteration, there will be new features with the gameplay, such as challenging the player's abilities to read your opponent's stroke and position to decide which shot will give you the upper hand. This game will also have the first story mode since way back on the Game Boy Advance title. Mario Aces is set to launch this spring, but please, Nintendo, give me a demo soon. I really want to, like, I don't care. Give me two characters to play, or one to play, and one to go against. Just give me something. I really want to play a Mario Tennis game. 
Speaking of really wanting to play a game, players will once again be able to return to Donkey Kong Country. This one is Tropical Freeze. And this time it's on the Nintendo Switch instead of the Wii U. I never beat this game when I played it originally, but I really enjoyed my time with it. And I will be buying it when it releases on May 4th. You know, they really do just need to re-release many of the Wii U titles, like Xenoblade Chronicles X, for example. It's a shame that so many weren't played due to the crappy console's crappy life. Tropical Freeze is a brilliant platformer and deserves more people to experience it. I would invest in other controllers, however, because you might end up throwing them through the damn window. And lastly, for the announcements, speaking of investing in new controllers, you will definitely want to now that Dark Souls Remastered is coming to the Switch. This game launches May 25th and is the first time this franchise has made its way to a Nintendo console. And while the game will piss me off to no end, I couldn't be more happy that the Switch is getting so much love from a developer or from these kind of developers and bringing these types of games to what many people think is a kiddie console or a kiddie company. Uh, it's just, I'm so excited for what is coming to the Switch. I mean, the Switch has Doom. It's going to get Dark Souls. It's getting Wolfenstein, too. <laughs> Yay! I'm so excited for what the future holds for Nintendo. But now that the, the announcements are done, I want to briefly mention the DLC announcements, which I, I think a couple of them are pretty cool. Uh, the least attractive is Pokemon Tournament. It's getting two waves of DLC, each containing new fighters, new support characters. This will be paid DLC, which I think is bull crap. This game has such a small roster already, and... Adding any character addition should be free. But, in any case, Wave 1 will be, like I think, January 31st, and Wave 2 is March 23rd. Now, I, I played Pokemon Tournament on the Wii U. I enjoyed it. it again, it, it just, it's... I want a full-fledged Pokemon game on a system. I, I don't want a one-on-one -on -one fight or whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, Pokemon Tournament's fun. I did not buy it again for the Switch because I just didn't feel like I needed to. I've already experienced everything that that game has to offer, but I'm ready for a true full-blown Pokemon game, and I'm hoping that we'll get some type of co-op, multiplayer, Breath of the Wild world-style Pokemon game, but I doubt it. I have high hopes for the, for the actual Pokemon game for the Switch, but I'll probably be disappointed, unfortunately. I hope not, but... They've done the same dang formula for the past, I don't know what, since 1998 or <laughs> however long Pokemon's been around. Next is Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle gets a new character, Donkey Kong. He will get his own storyline and world to swing off into. And the DLC will release in the spring, and you can get this individually or as part of a season pass or gold edition of the game. I have not beat Mario Rabbit's yet, but... It's a great, great game, and I highly recommend it. Lastly, Super Mario Odyssey will be gaining a new minigame called Luigi's Balloon World. So, I don't know what Nintendo 
what their beef is with Luigi. I mean, he, you never really get to play as him, and when you do, he's got like this mean stare, like he hates you. But at least they put him in this game in some form or another uh, for this mini game. This update will be free, and once downloaded, players will have access to hide it mode and find it mode. Players have a limited amount of time to find balloons hidden by other players. Players will move up or down in rankings whether they suck or not. This update is scheduled for February, accompanied by new snapshot filters and new outfits. Alright, time to wrap things up for the very first episode of X Nintendo Station. If you would like to suggest a topic, feel free to email me at xnintendostation at gmail.com. That's x-i-n-t-e-n-d-o-s-t-a-t-i-o-n at gmail.com. Or hit me up on Twitter at TheRabbitWookie, which T-H-E-R-A-B-I-D-W-O-O-K-I-E-E. If you would like to be a guest for an episode, contact me and we can work out the details. Um, like I said, this is just starting up, and I originally had a my original plan for my podcast was to have more than just me, but my friends and the people that I wanted to do this with have busy schedules, so I just wanted to get things going, and I will have guests on through you know for different episodes. But again, if you would like to be a guest for an episode, feel free to contact me. And thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe to this podcast and have yourself a good damn day.